wondering how you're going to keep up with your healthy eating and exercise habits this summer when you're busy running around having fun? Well, today we're talking with Lauren Joyce, healthy living and biblical mindset coach, and she's giving us tips to stay healthy during these busy seasons. We're talking intuitive eating, how to make exercise a lifestyle, and why we need to ditch the diet shame. So let's dig in. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome to the Nourish Mom podcast. I am so excited to introduce a new friend, Lauren Joyce, um, as our special guest today. She is a mom to two wonderful young boys, wife to a fabulous husband, healthy living and biblical mindset coach, but most importantly, a Jesus loving encourager. I love that title. Lauren helps Christian moms prioritize their health so they can get to a weight they love, live with more energy and less stress, all while keeping God as the focus on their health journey. And Lauren believes that living healthy can be simple and fun and ultimately allow you to deepen your relationship with the Lord and help you create the mom life you love. So thank you for being here, Lauren. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Brandy. I'm so excited for this conversation. So a little bit about how you got to doing what you do. So you're passionate about helping women to create a healthy lifestyle. So like, how did you get here? What's your journey? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I like to say that my health journey and like my testimony, like my walk with the Lord kind of go hand in hand a lot, um, which is why I'm passionate about health being kind of a way to deepen your relationship with the Lord. So back in high school, that's when I really started walking with the Lord. I'd already I'd lived a very active lifestyle. I played a lot of sports and all the things, right? And so I thought I was relatively healthy and I was growing my relationship with God. And, you know, I I was doing all the right things, ended up meeting my husband in college. I was involved in ministry and I was still, I was still living a very active life, but I, I definitely gained the college pounds, right? Like it helps that I went to college in a big city. And so we walked everywhere. I think about sometimes if I went back to that time, like if I, did not walk everywhere, I probably would have gained a whole lot more weight. <laughs> yeah. Where did you go to school? In Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I love Boston. Yeah. Um, yeah walking, walking is yeah. good. Walking nice. So, so yeah. So you fast forward a little bit, you know, I, I got married, had kids. I was working full time. I was doing all the things like I was a busy mom. I always prioritized exercise though. I didn't really prioritize the healthy eating side so much, but you know, I was trying, especially as my kids were growing, I was trying to feed them nutritious foods and get them to like all the things that I didn't really like. And so therefore I had to get myself to like them too. And I was just on this journey, but in that time, in that season of busyness, 
I really was not prioritizing my walk with the Lord, my relationship with the Lord at all. And, you know, I thought I was okay. And I was for a while, um, but I got really obsessive about exercise. I was not emotionally and mentally healthy. And so I may have looked healthy on the outside, but really on the inside, I was falling apart. Um, And, you know, I had at the time I had a two and a half year old or almost three year old and a newborn. And like, I was driving myself nuts. Like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was going on. I thought, you know, if I could just get all of my schedules, if we could just follow this strict schedule and I could get my kids to do the things I want them to do. And if I could get my time to exercise and if I could, you know, eat all of the right foods, everything is going to be better. And nothing was better. And I just kind of spiraled from there. And I realized that in my pursuit of getting healthy, I wasn't I wasn't looking at the big picture. I wasn't looking at my whole self. I wasn't looking at physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. I was looking only at physical health. And I thought if I fixed that, everything else would be fixed. And what I realized was that they're all so interconnected that you can't separate them. And what really was my rock bottom, I don't even, I can't even describe to you the day, but I just remember saying, okay, God, like I've tried everything and I still don't feel good. I may look fine on the outside, but I don't feel good on the inside. What do I need to do? And so I just committed to reading my Bible every single morning and I was just going to see what happened. And like, I'd grown up in the church. I'd been walking with the Lord for a while. Like I knew that I I should have been reading my Bible and I wasn't reading my Bible. So I started reading my Bible and it was a long process. Like I did, I did it when I didn't feel like it. It seemed like nothing was changing. So after a few months, I kind of started looking back and seeing that things were actually changing. Like my emotions were a lot more stable. Like mentally, I was just more clear and I would, I just began to see things with a new perspective. So I would see the way that, you know, taking care of my body and, you know, fueling my body with the right foods was, was helping me to show up better for my family instead of just doing it for selfish reasons or for external appearance. You know, I had my motivations began to change. And so that really shifted my perspective on, on living healthy. And so, you know, throughout that time, I just, I started just getting revelation about these basic foundational habits of living healthy, you know, basics around exercise and, um, you know, intuitive eating and things like that. And, and the mindsets behind them was, were huge. And so I'm learning all of this. And then one day I'm sitting down and, the Lord just speaks to me and he says, okay, I've, you know, I've showed you all of these things. I've walked you through a lot of this. I want you to go and teach other women. And so that's kind of how my coaching business started. I was like, at the time I had no idea what coaching was. I was like, okay, well, I got to figure out what that even means. (laughs) And so it's been a whole journey ever since. And yeah, my, my health journey hasn't even stopped from there. Like I've still learned so much. And one of the big things, um, you know, that I've, I've been walking through the last couple of years in my health journey as my kids are growing and going through school and things like that is really navigating seasons of change and what being consistent in your health looks like um, through that. And so that's been like a whole nother thing that I've learned then and become so passionate about in helping like busy moms specifically, because I, I think that that is foundational, knowing how to kind of get through seasons of change in a healthy way. Um, what, that's what builds your consistency in living healthy, right? 
Oh my gosh. So uh, before I jump into that, I just want to say that our stories are like eerily compatible, like even the age of our kids and like the whole thing about like focusing on physical health and not focusing on the Lord. And then when you brought it to the Lord, like everything changed. Like I can so relate to that. That is like my, uh, very similar to my journey. But I want to talk about the seasons of change. So, you know, as moms, I think that just keeping up with the healthy habits, you know, sometimes we start things and then we stop because it's so hard to keep up because things seem like they're always changing. Like Mm -hmm. before, like you think you can have everything figured out and then, you know, your kid's in a new developmental stage or soccer season starts or, you know, whatever the new thing is. But it just seems like it's always changing. Mm -hmm. So how can we stay consistent in our healthy habits and our choices, even when we're in a season of change? Yes, that is such a good question. And honestly, it comes down to really assessing your your values and your priorities. You know, if you really are valuing and prioritizing your health, it may influence or should influence some of the decisions you're making within these seasons of change. So like one of the examples you threw out was like kids soccer season starting. You know, if I, if I'm speaking to a client and they're like, I really want to lose all this weight, but my kids are doing all these activities and I just don't have time to cook and meal plan and get out for exercise. I'm like, okay, which is more of a priority in this season? It doesn't have to be forever, but if you know, you need to lose some weight or you need to get in shape, or you need to eat better and stop eating out all the time. And yet you're still, you're still signing your kids up for all of these things. Where are your priorities really? Mm -hmm. And so it's asking yourself, it's getting honest with yourself and really asking yourself, what do I really want to be spending my time and my energy on? Because honestly, like living healthy, it is, it is really a lifestyle. It's a whole lifestyle change. Um, And so it does, it takes some quote unquote sacrifice, right? I think it's a, it's which perspective, which perspective are we, are we living for? Are we living for an eternal perspective? Or are we living for keeping up with the Joneses perspective? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that's the first thing that comes to mind is just really getting honest with yourself about where are my values and priorities in this season and, and where does my health fall in that? Yeah. I think that's such a good perspective. And I'm always bringing that back. I feel like that's the way where we start everything. You know, whenever we're trying to make any change, I feel like we are always starting with where are your values and priorities, because that's like the motivation and the fuel that's going to get us any type of change. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I feel like our expectations are completely off, right? So even if you're in a busy season, so sometimes we're in that, like that busy season of soccer and we shouldn't be there. Like the Lord wasn't calling us there. And he's like, you're like, you're doing too much or whatever it is. But sometimes we're like just in a season of, you know, maybe you have a new baby or, um, I don't know, maybe you just started homeschooling or just things are changing and our expectations get like completely off. And we want to keep up with the things that we were doing before or what we feel like we should be doing, but maybe it's not realistic. What are like some indicators that that might show us that we're in a season of change and we need to maybe reassess how we approach health in the season that we're in. Yeah, definitely. It's a really good question. I think, um, one of the things to think about is like, you know, living healthy should 
be something that is life-giving. You know, it's a blessing to be able to take care of our bodies and, and, you know, live healthy and things like that. And when, if you're kind of in this shifting season, you may start to notice that things aren't working like they were before. You know, you're not able to follow the meal plan how you were before, and it's getting stressful, or you may not be able to stick to that rigid exercise plan because you don't have the same amount of time, but you're still trying to. And again, it's, it's causing this extra stress. I think that's your first indicator that you need to start assessing where you are. Are you, are you entering a new season? Like for example, last year around this time, actually, I was coming out of a marathon training season and I had run my race and I was like, okay, what do I want to do now? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and the kids were getting out of school at the same time. And so we're transitioning to summer and all the things. And I think I was trans- making a transition in business as well. And I was like still trying to do these same things and things were not working. And I was like, okay, I know, I know what this means. Let me take a step back and let me say, okay, God, what do you want me to focus on? What does health look like for me in this season? And it was, I was, I was entering a new season. I was entering a season where exercise looked different for me because I was around the kids all the time. Um, and we had different schedules and my eating looked different because I wasn't running 50 miles a week <laughs> and burning yeah. all of those calories and my emotions. I already don't deal with change. Well, which is why this has become such a passion for me because I've noticed that I tend to stuff my emotions so much more whenever I'm in any kind of transition and it comes out in like these angry explosions. Like that's just how I, yes, no, I can relate to that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so when I start noticing that coming, I'm like, okay, like there are some, there are some other emotions going on. I need to sit down. I need to set aside time to journal and pray and just sit with the Lord and talk through with some wise counsel, maybe about what, what is really going on and kind of dig deeper instead of just ignoring it. I think what happens a lot, especially like going into, um, you know, going into summertime or going into sports seasons, we're just like, okay, we're just going to push through and we'll get to the other side, but there's always something else that comes up. And if we don't learn to process through as these transitions are happening, it's not going to actually make the next transition any better because in my experience, and I may be proven wrong at some time, but in my experience, no two seasons have ever looked exactly the same. Our kids are always growing. They're always maturing. They're always changing. Things are always different. And so we can never say, well, when I get through this season, then I can go back to how things were. Yeah. Like all of that mindset. I think the, the easier it's going to be to actually use the time and energy that we need to live healthy and pursue the things the Lord is asking us to pursue. I feel like that's so true because sometimes like we're in a season of change right now and it's just, um, it's just my kids ages, I think. And like a couple of other things, but I've had that thought like, oh, if I could just find my, um, routines of what we were doing last time they were playing soccer. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not going to work. You're right. It doesn't work because the season is different. Like, although there's some similarities, Like, I think a big part of it is Silas is now, he's going to be 10. And me and my husband are just realizing that like what we were doing before is not working anymore. Mm -hmm. So trying to figure out like those new boundaries of like his ex, the things we expect of him and how we're going to hold him accountable. Mm -hmm. And all of these things is like new territory for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I just, I totally relate to that, that change and trying to push through. Like I was trying to push through hard and then I'm like, this isn't working. I'm getting all those emotions you're talking about. And like those angry outbursts, (laughs) I'm like, all right, I have to like sit down and figure Mm -hmm. out like exactly what you're saying. You know, the priorities, what is going on, what this season should look like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I think that some of the things that we used to do as far as health and working out, they might come up again, you know, like, it's not like, well, I'll never work out for 40 minutes again in my life. <laughs> but like right now it's not working. Yeah. Um, but what do you think being, you know, someone who, who is passionate about health and coaches women through this, what are some things that I might need to do differently and that the, my audience might need to do differently in regards to healthy living, when we're in a season of change versus when we're in like a stable season and we know what to expect. And yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it's going to be different for everyone. Right. Um, but my biggest advice is always like, check your foundational habits. And so, you know, what does your time with the Lord look like? Like, is that a non-negotiable in your day? Um, if not, let's talk about that first. Um, (laughs) but next is like, you know, check your nutrition. If you're going into a season and this season is extra busy because you have all the kids activities and you're like, oh my gosh, my schedule is so overwhelming. I don't know how I'm ever going to be home to cook. Okay. It's worth it to take a couple hours on a weekend and say, okay, let's plan. You know, maybe you've not really done month long meal planning yet, but in this season, month long meal planning might be just what you need. And yes, it's going to take a big chunk of time up front, but it's going to pay off for that whole time. And so looking at different things like that. Um, you know, if you just have a particularly busy couple weeks, like I say, you know, if you're moving or something like that, right. It's, you may look at, um, or like I have a client right now who doesn't have a working dishwasher. No, no. If you have a busy couple weeks and you don't have a working dishwasher and doing dishes is taking up a lot of time. Like how can we look at your, your cooking, your meals and use as little dishes as possible. So I was like, it's going to be a little bit more costly right now, but go to the store and buy some pre-prepped stuff. You know, they have in the produce session section, you know, the pre-season potatoes that come in a tray, use those, you know, or mm-hmm. buy the rotisserie chicken that's already cooked. Like, yes, those things are not exactly cost-effective in the long run, but in a season where you, you are anticipating not being able to, um, you know, necessarily make all of the same healthy choices meal wise that you would, um, before like be prepared to make some changes and exceptions for things like that. Right. So that's kind of one, one thing. Um, I think as far as exercise goes, like I kind of teach two different, I call my, my exercise thing, uh, joyful movement. Um, I didn't want to call it exercise because I think there is a side that's exercise. And I think there's a side that's just living an active lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Living an active lifestyle is choosing to park a little bit farther away in the parking lot and walking. It's choosing to take the stairs instead of the elevator. It's choosing to stand instead of sit more often. It's getting up in the middle of your day and walking around and stretching and, and maybe going for a walk with the family or going for a family bike ride, like just getting outside and getting that vitamin D, like that's living a healthy lifestyle. It's not sitting on the couch all day, endless hours in the evening after your kids go to bed and watching TV, it's being up and moving and doing your, your house cleaning or, or even making sure that you're getting sufficient sleep. So that was kind of a tangent, but, um, (laughs) 
yeah. So those, those are kind of some ideas that come to mind. Oh my gosh. When you're talking about the dishwasher, I have, um, I've had a dishwasher for so many years, but the first thing that came to my mind was paper plates. And then I had this like twinge of like guiltiness, um, because I feel like, oh, they're, you know, they're wasteful, but I have like in many seasons, I'm like, guys, we're doing paper plates like every Saturday for a while. Cause, um, we like to celebrate Sabbath. And it just was really hard for me to like, okay, then we have all of these dishes from eating. And then Sunday we have to get up and go to church and I have to teach children's church. Like, what are we doing here? So I'm like, we're just going to use paper plates, you know, like that's what it is. But yeah, those little things that are specific to each person, you know, but like brainstorming those ideas. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. I think that's definitely where we have to be, you know, where we have to kind of look at our own situations and figure out what's going to work. Yeah. And just thinking outside of the box too. And I mean, knowing that I think diet culture comes in and says, you know, you have to do this, this, and this, and you have to eat this amount at this time of the day, every single day. And you have to exercise, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, or whatever, you know, whatever your plan has said in the past. And, and we just get caught up in that mindset of, well, if I don't do it that way, I might as well not do it at all. Well, it's like, no, if I'm looking at a week, and I said, I'm supposed, I, I intend to go to the gym three times a week and I only make it once. Um, like I still made it one time, like, let's just celebrate the little wins. Right. Yes. And I feel like that's so, I do that often, like as a mom where I'm like, Oh, you know, I didn't get to eat good. I just, I'm going to eat a bunch of chocolate today or whatever. But then when I'm looking at my kids, I totally am like, well, what's better if you got a little bit of you're reading it and you got none, you know, I'm so there for it, for them. But then I yeah. forgot to be there for myself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I really love what you said about the healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like so many moms are really busy and we feel like we have to get that exercise in, right. Do the 30 minute workout or get to the gym when it's just like, it might not be realistic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to embrace that, like, okay. Um, you know, the things that you mentioned, like parking further away and all those things, but also like, I'll try to throw in like 20 squats before I do the dishes or like some random, like something, you know, just to be active. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I have a question for you. So for all of the moms who are like in the thick of it right now, maybe, you know, they're just, maybe they have a new child or something's going on and things are changing what do you think are the most important steps, like the most important things to do that can help them to stay healthy in this season? So you talked about the foundational habits. Um, Did you mention, I've heard you mention before intuitive eating and I'm curious about that. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I'd say step number one is always slow down. I think we, we may have talked about that before Brandy, but, but slowing down and really, um, being mindful of what's going on. I think we can get really caught up in just like, I mean, living the world's expectations is really what it comes down to, but we can get caught up with, I'm waking up and I'm doing this and I have to do this, this, and this, and I have to get all these things done. And the kids have to do this and go there and be here. And, and then the, the day is over. And then we're, we, we have to sleep and, and we just, we don't take the time to slow down and really sit with ourselves and ask ourselves, what do we really need? What do we really need right now? How is, how are my circumstances affecting me emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually? 
And if we can slow down enough and really start asking ourselves how these things are affecting us, but then also why we're doing the things that we're doing. So the basis of intuitive eating is really just being mindful about what your body needs and learning to retrain your, your brain to understand um, how different foods affect you, affect you, uh, make you feel, um, how, how to notice when you are hungry versus not. And that's a big one for like cravings. A lot of times is if you are like, for instance, when I started my health journey, I hated the feeling of being hungry. I like, I wouldn't let myself feel hungry in it. There's a whole backstory to that, but I worked through it. And so I had to retrain myself. Okay. This is what hunger really feels like, because then I noticed when I was eating, when I didn't feel hunger, that's when there was probably an emotional thing going on, mm-hmm. but we don't slow down enough to start recognizing those things because we're just so on the go and taking care of everyone else around us all the time. And so really looking inward and slowing down. But part of that is getting enough sleep and rest. And I know if I'm speaking to a newborn mom here, like, God bless you. (laughs) You have an incredible strength that only the Lord can give you through this season and make sure you're seeking him and asking him what it is he wants you to focus on for your health right now, because it may be completely different than the mom of teenagers, right? Yep. But making sure that you're getting enough sleep and rest, you know, so often I hear, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I keep, I sit down and I watch TV and I just don't feel like doing anything. I'm just eating all of the things. All I want to do is snack. That's not restful. That's not fueling your body because your body doesn't need that food right now. I'm guessing unless you're really feeling hunger, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is not usually the case. And then the, the screens are just overwhelming your mind. They're overstimulating your mind and then you're not going to sleep well. Um, and so, so yeah, I think kind of slowing down and learning to ask yourself and recognize like what is going on inside yourself. And then, yeah, with the eating, like learning to feed your body when it's actually hungry and then notice like how foods are making you feel like if I drink too much coffee, I get really jittery. If I'm, if I eat too much sugar, my stomach hurts. And instead of just ignoring those things and saying, oh, it's just the season of life I'm in. Like, okay, no, maybe that's not actually normal. And I should try and make some adjustments to what I'm doing, right? Because we just get so, it just gets so ingrained in us that we just do the things that we've been doing forever because it's easy, right? Yeah. I feel like so many people accept, you know, oh, I just, I just get headaches or I'm just, I'm just low energy. I just don't have energy to play with my kids. Cause I just, that's just the season of life I'm in, but not realizing that those things that they could change, like the foods that they're eating and getting more sleep and all of those things would actually change all of that for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We are so like, <laughs> like there's a pill for everything and there's a doctor prescription for everything. And we're just so used to going that route and like using these band-aid fixes for things. Let me, I even think of myself right now. Like I'm in a season where I am very tired, but I've noticed that coffee is not actually helping me. And I need to not drink the coffee because it's not fueling my body properly. Like I need to sleep well. 
And so, yeah, just recognizing things like that, instead of putting a Band-Aid fix on and drinking another cup of coffee to get through the afternoon, like maybe I need to lay down and take a nap instead, because that's the actual root issue. Or maybe I need to not be doing as, as many things as I'm doing, because that's the real root issue. You know what I mean? Like just digging below the surface. Yeah. So I'm curious, when you help your clients through this, do you have like, um, like, how do you help them keep track of this stuff? Is there something that you like recommend that they do or? keep track of what stuff can you be like all of these like how to like when you're like um pay attention to how the food's affecting you pay attention to like like um you know those types of things being aware I guess all that the stuff of being aware (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah. so I call it mindful mindful nutrition is kind of what I named it and I um you know, I have a whole framework that I teach. And so it really is one it's really one step at a time. And so we start with um, you know, slowing down and enjoying the foods that were, that you're eating. And because in doing that, you're going to see a couple of different things. I mean, you're going to notice if you actually are enjoying the food or not, because I think a lot of times we're shoving food down our face on the way to the next crying child, right. You know, we're just, <laughs> we're, we're so fast paced. Right. And so slowing down and really learning to enjoy the food that you're eating and noticing what you like, what you don't like and noticing how it makes you feel. And that also helps with eating less because, um, when you eat really fast, your body doesn't digest the food fast enough to tell your brain that it's full. If you're eating really fast, whereas if you slow down, you're eating it actually takes about 15 or 20 minutes for your stomach to tell your brain, to tell your body that it's full. And so that's kind of the first place that we start. And it's just, you just kind of practice it for a while, you know, a week or two being really aware. And then, you know, I'll move on to something like, I mean, I have several different habits, but another one that comes to mind is like eating when you're hungry instead of when the clock says that it's time. Mm -hmm. So often we, and especially as moms, like we want our kids, we don't want our kids to get hangry because no one likes hangry kids. Right. (laughs) So we're like, okay, breakfast is at seven 15 and lunch is at 1145 and dinner's at five 30. And, and that's good because we're trying to keep a schedule but it also makes it really difficult again for us to notice like if we're actually hungry for that food and then we're eating food that our body doesn't actually need. And so that one's not necessarily a long-term solution because it's blood sugar things and we don't need to go into that, but there's so many, I know there's so many different aspects that you could about retraining your brain to know how your body responds to different food and when it needs food and things like that. And so that's, I mean, again, I have a whole framework that I would take my clients through, um, but those are just kind of some of the places that they would start. Nice. So I know that one of the things that you're really passionate about is believing that, you know, healthy living helping helps you to deepen your relationship with the Lord. When you're talking about like partnering with the Lord in your health journey, what would you recommend someone's first step? you know, what do they do first to like make that a thing that really happens for them? Yeah. Um, I would say it depends on what their biggest struggle in health is. So the, the, the key is that you want to be able to, I mean, obviously ultimately surrender your entire health journey to the Lord and like, just really come before him and say, okay, God, like my body is the temple of the Holy spirit. Like I want to honor you in the way that I'm taking care of my body but I need your, your help. I need you to show me what that looks like, especially in this season of life. And so just starting with that and, and honestly, like journaling is a huge thing. Um, if you don't already journal, grab a piece of paper and start here 
but journaling, like everything that comes to mind with health. I think a lot of times we get stuck in this, this cycle of guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. Two examples that come to mind, like a lot of times with following the exercise, like, oh, I really should be exercising more. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go for a walk every single day. And you do it for three days in the fourth day. You don't have any energy because you walked for three days in a row and you hadn't walked in who knows how long. Yeah. But instead of saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this day as a rest and then I'm going to pick it back up. It's "Mm, I didn't do good enough. I'm not good enough. And you start labeling yourself and you start Mm -hmm. digging into that shame and that guilt and letting it become your identity. What I always like to say is that your identity in Christ is solid. Like there's nothing that you can do you, there's no amount of eating right or exercising or not doing those things that can change how much God loves you or how he sees you as his daughter. And so getting out of that mindset of, you know, I'm not good enough, or I didn't do good enough, or I need to do better. Like you're not trying to earn God's love. He loves you. You get to do this as a form of worship to him. So that's one example that comes to mind. The other one is sugar. Sugar is an addictive substance. That's just the reality of it. But so often, again, we attach that guilt and that shame and that I need to do better, or this is controlling me, or I don't want to feel this way anymore. Like, why can't I just give it up? I keep craving it and I don't want to crave it anymore. And, and I've gotten actually just kind of recently, a couple of months back, I was struggling with the sugar thing again, because it's kind of cyclical. It depends, right? It just especially with all the holidays and my kids' birthdays and just all the things. And so I'm sitting there and I was praying one morning and I was like, okay, God, what in the world is going on? Like, I thought I was over this. I didn't think this was an issue for me anymore. And yet here I am again. And he just whispered to me, you weren't coming to me in this struggle because you thought that I was going to see you as less or I wasn't like I was going to come at you in this like judgment seat. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like I wasn't like, I was trying to do it on my own. And I was trying to overcome it on my own strength before I came to you with it, because I thought that's what you wanted. And he's like, no, like I want to be able to walk hand in hand with you through it because that's the father I am because you getting over this is never going to happen without me. And so anyways, that's like a summary of it, but it was just such a sweet moment. And so those are the kinds of things that I long for women to experience instead of I need to clean up, clean myself up, or I need to do this on my own, or even like God doesn't care about what I eat or whether I exercise. Like that is not true. He does Mm -hmm. because I think our health can be such an avenue to grow in our relationship with God, because we get to experience this healing uh, instead of living in that guilt and shame and thinking we need to just stay there. Like he wants to heal women and he wants to set them free from, from struggles in their health. Right. Like the mindset part, but also like the physical part, like all those mindsets that we have around, like what you're talking about, like the shame and everything, but then also the physical things that we're suffering through because of the addictions that we have, or because we're not able to make those changes, you know, we suffer in all of those ways. Right. And God is such a good God, but he wants us to go through it with him. Just like what you're saying, like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of what you said a little bit earlier in our conversation about like you were doing 
the healthy things for selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can definitely relate to that. Like, you know, if I want to lose weight or like, because I think that I'm so great, if I can eat a certain way or like exercise a certain way, like a prideful thing. Mm -hmm. But when I take it to the Lord in a way, like how can I nourish my body and take care of my body so that I have the energy and I have the clarity to do what you're calling me to do as a mom, as a wife, as all of these things, right? It changes yeah. our perspective and how we approach it. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So good. Nailed it. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Thank you. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Yeah. So I host a podcast as well. It's called Healthy and Empowered Living. I mostly hang out there. You can also find me in my Facebook community. It's called Joyful Health for Christian Moms. And then I would love to be able to offer listeners um, a free gift, if that's okay, Brandy. Yes, please. Yeah, it's um, it's a free download. It's just a couple pages long, and it's called um, Five Ways Christian Moms Can Live Healthy Even If They Feel Too Busy. And so it just basically walks through, like, this is five simple things that you can start with that'll kind of jumpstart your way to... Um, healthy living. And a lot of it is kind of going back to what I talked about with the slowing down and and practical ways to implement some of that. So that's awesome. I will put a link to that in the show notes. And um, I just want to wrap up with prayer. Um, Lord, we just, we thank you for this time. We hope this, this conversation can bless the moms that are listening, Lord, just speak to their hearts. Anyone who's suffering from, you know, the emotional things around being healthy and the shame, Lord, help break them free from that. Let them lean into you. Let them lean into your wisdom and your guidance and come to you with all that they have been worrying about, Lord, and lay it at your feet and accept that, that you are good and you want good for them, Lord, and that you were there for them to lean into. And I just pray that you put that on mom's hearts today. And I thank you for Lauren and for the work that she does with moms, Lord. Please bless that and, you know, just pour your blessings all over that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.